This is how the future on the streets might look like. Uh, you need to cross the street. There is an autonomous robot like that, basically stopping the traffic and all allowing you to cross safely. The IPA2X robot can be thought of as an intelligent assistant for pedestrians, an autonomous rover aimed at improving safety at crossings, for example for children, people with mobility issues and all pedestrians. It has two main parts, the base, or if you will a chassis, with wheels driven by electric motors. On the 2 meter pole is the second part of the robot, basically its brain, lidar and cameras thanks to which it can recognize objects in its surroundings, mainly approaching vehicles. This hat also has an HMI, screens that signal to drivers and pedestrians. In addition, the vehicle can communicate with the approaching car, for example through its infotainment system. Put simply, it's an intelligent moving traffic light. You can see it in the video version of this podcast on the Škoda YouTube channel or on skoda-storyboard.com. This rover was developed by two Italian startups, Ipert and Lifetouch. Škoda Auto is also involved. The company even created a special mask for the Enyaq IV that can give signals to pedestrians. Prague's CTU helped with the communication aspect between the rover and vehicles or unique applications. The entire EU-funded project is managed by the Technical University of Munich and we'll be discussing it in more detail in today's Simply Clever podcast. My name is Wojciech Koval. Technologies and innovations have been my main topic as a journalist for past few years and this is Simply Clever podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so we're standing next to the road, we want to cross the street, so what's going to happen right now? So, basically, um, the rover will detect the car and um, will signal to the car that there is uh, the pedestrian that are going okay, there's, basically there's to cross. there's a stop sign there. Exactly. Yes. Andra Bastoni from the Technical University of Munich oversees the entire IPA2X project. So, and then when the rover comes to the middle of the intersection, then the sign will switch, yeah. will signal to the pedestrian green light, that green yeah, light, green light for, the for the pedestrian, yes. still the warning sign for the car. Yes. And then when we are done basically with the crossing after a specific amount of time, then the rover will switch again, the sign to red for the pedestrian, and then will put a stop sign for the cars and uh, then we'll switch to a green light for okay, the... Okay, there's a green for, line, yeah. the, the car can go. Yeah, the car can That's go it. and that is basically the, yeah, the, 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 the basic, um, so the basic, the, the traffic light, uh, smart traffic light for the, for the cars, yes, exactly. Andra Bastoni from the Technical University of Munich oversees the entire IPA2X project. Okay, Andra, welcome to Simply Clever Podcast. Thank you. Just for our audience, we're uh, right now in a garage uh, where uh, Ipert, one of the uh, startups Partner, collaborating yeah, yeah. on uh, uh, IPA2X uh, projects, is located. Uh, maybe we should explain the name IPA2X. What does it yes, mean exactly? Yes, so IPA2X is Intelligent Pedestrian Assistant to Everyone. 
Okay, and so the objective was uh, of the project is to have a helper, so and a sort of intelligent traffic light which is also moving to help people to cross uh, complicated intersection and so pedestrian intersection. And these should help uh, people maybe with disabilities or people that are, for example, so kids or let's say elderly people to be alone and at the same time safe in crossing intersections. We will get uh, into more detail of the technologies itself later, but uh, can you maybe briefly describe uh, the rover itself and uh, uh, basically the, the uh, main players of the projects yes, that collaborated on that? Yes, so well, the, the, the rover, you see it here, so basically it is a retrofitting, well it is an evolution of an existing rover. Okay, the existing rover was meant, is developed by LifeTouch. Also this rover, the main uh, motoric is developed by LifeTouch. The sensoric part is developed by iPert. And uh, so they, they, will, they will get in details so later about this. And so the idea was to have a rover with, an extend, uh, with, with a pole. Okay, and this pole is approximately two meter high so that the cameras with a position on top and the LiDAR should be able to see also so um, above cars which might be parked, and here in Italy is, for example, a problem, okay, very close to the intersection, so that the rover has the capability to see and to see incoming traffic also um, above these cars. So um, the partners, so in addition, so we have iPert and LifeTouch, we have also another uh, startup, uh, startup, another company in Italy, um, Evidence, which has been dealing with the communication part. Then we have the Technical University uh, of Prague and uh, we have the Technical University of Munich. We are not only the leader, but we have done some part, of course, of the, of the project as well. Then we have the municipalities of Modena, we have the municipalities of Milan, and we have the municipality of Ljubljana in the form of the AV Living Lab. And so these are basically the, uh, and of course, Skoda, but I mean, this is the, the <laughs> otherwise we would not be here today. Uh, the general idea is to uh, make roads safer. Yeah, a large, say. yes. Yeah. Uh, but also, as you mentioned, it, it's an autonomous rover. So m for me, it almost immediately goes to the idea of uh, autonomous driving. So what, what is the idea behind that? Is this uh, some, let's say, requirement so in the future we can have autonomous cars and uh, we need these let's say, I don't know, autonomous infrastructure for the whole system to work? Yeah, it's not a requirement per se now, okay? Of course, this is a clear path towards the possible evolution of this. So at the moment, the rover does not require to communicate with an autonomous driving car to work. But in the future, yes, it is clearly foreseeable that the rover will communicate with the cars so that the cars will autonomously take a decision to brake well in advance before the intersection or might be also positioned in so some possible extension of the usage of this rover, so might be positioned somewhere where, for example, kids are playing. So we'll just monitor the area, informing vehicles or informing autonomous driving cars that there is a possible danger. And so if kids, for example, are moving and so on, we'll uh, tell the cars that they have to stop maybe in advance. Yeah? The typical case that every driver is fearing uh, when driving to kids' populated area. That maybe in the future. Yeah, not now. But 
in the future it must be a little bit faster to save the kids playing <laughs> around. <laughs> the we'll just inform the car, so the car will save the kids. So by not hitting it, yeah, or yeah. But you said it's not a requirement for the I autonomous driving so. deploying like itself. But on the other hand, when there will be some autonomous cars, definitely. they will need something like that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It, it is something that is, yeah, would be useful, will be a good addition to the, to the rest of the uh, intelligent infrastructures that several municipalities are putting in place. Yeah, for it's example, there, there will be some communication between the cars, yes. the, the infrastructure, the other cars, and so on. Correct. Yes, for example, here in Modena, so there is this MASA experiment, which is also sponsored by the European Union, which is basically a series of roads which are equipped with communication infrastructure, 5G, and so on, exactly to experiment this new type of mobility and these two types of interaction between basically city information about the city, cars, and yeah. So right now, uh, it's a demo version, still full disclosure yeah. for our audience. We had to have some help from the local police to close the road to shoot uh, everything on, on the uh, intersection. But uh, is it actually possible to have something like that on, on the roads already, like uh, from the legislative point of view? No. So at the moment, no. And this is one of the most complicated part. So uh, the legislation is not harmonized uh, across Europe. There are so movements to, to go towards this direction. Um, the problem is more or less the same problems that also these type of new uh, mobility uh, rollers or e-scooter, uh, depending on the, the, the country, so they are called differently. So uh, these type of objects, okay, they are subject to uh, national legislation still. There is no harmonization at European level. And so, for example, here in Italy, you need... So after you get a safety certification for these, for, for this type of rover, okay, so that it is safe to stay on its own on the road. Then in order to get basically the proper permit, you need first experimentation of around six months, and then you possibly need a second one of another six months before you can see some of these on the road, even when they are uh, actively monitored by uh, people. Okay, so, and the autonomous step, the full autonomy is, uh, is, uh, is yet another step, okay, but uh, yes, so it is, it's going to take in the best uh, case scenario probably at least one other year before seeing some of these robots on the intersection on the road. And of course, you see, this is a prototype, so is the sign are quite small, the case, and the, so it's probably not bump resistant, and so th there are uh, still modifications to be done. One question about the, the signs, mm -hmm. because uh, when we were uh, shooting the demo, I was quite curious, you know, how I will react uh, on the signs. Uh, you know, the green man walking, yeah. it's, it's pretty clear, the red light is pretty clear, the stop sign. I guess this also needs to be compliant with the traffic regulations and so on. So this, this was also a very important aspect yeah, of the project. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the sign should be larger should be more visible so the leds so these are just prototype leds so the leds should be different type so that they can be seen in any possible light condition and also so the type of sign should be in accordance to the regulation and the system should also be equipped with some some acoustic uh, information yeah, yeah. also. So w when there is a stop sign, there will be some probably some, yes. some warning. Yes, also for people. So I mean, the, the pedestrian that are they want to cross the intersection. So if they are not able to see, they should still be able to understand that it's safe in that moment to cross the road. In the case that this is set on the road, yeah. Uh, it's pretty much the same with the uh, regular traffic lights. Like for the for, for the blind people, there are uh, the sound the, the, indications the, 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 that yes, would be yes, probably exactly. the same. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Something similar. Yeah. 
In addition to warnings and symbols on its screens, the current version of the robot sends information to the approaching car so that the driver can respond as quickly as possible. This is displayed on the car's infotainment system. The current prototype runs based on an app developed at the Czech Technical University in Prague, which we will talk about later. However, the developers at Škoda Auto have come up with another solution to improve signaling when pedestrians are on the crossings. Not only could the driver behind the wheel receive information via the so-called HMI in the car, but signs could also be displayed to the pedestrians so that the people crossing know that the car is braking or if it's not going to stop. And that was the reason Škoda Auto developed a special prototype mask for the Enyaq IV. It was explained to me by Zdenek Herda, HMI simulation and automatic control specialist from the EBK department at Škoda Auto. Okay, so when you look at the mask, uh, it's uh, on, on first sight it's not the crystal face mask as uh, uh, on usual ENIAC. So what is it? Uh, can, can you describe it a little bit? Yes, it's a prototype mask developed uh, especially for the IP2X project. And uh, it consists of a programmable LED strip. When uh, every LED uh, is uh, controlled uh, separately, then we have power source and uh, these reflectors and some kind of uh, diffusion layer uh, to make the picture more more like uh, animation. To don't see the LED, LED point, only the LED point. So this is the reason why I have this. And the motivation was um, to show to the pedestrians or other other people on the road, on the street, uh, to show some signals. Yes, it's some kind of extension of the IPA2X uh, system. Like the, the rover itself has its own screens, and this is this is another one to get more information to the pedestrians. Yes, uh, the rover has its own HMI, and we decide for for this project to support this uh, HMI on the rover by HMI on the car, of course. So we developed this really big LED mask to show the signals from far distance or long distance. As you said, it's a prototype, so it won't look like that probably. If something like that will... No, appear. for a serious projection, it can't be uh, looks like this because it's uh, too huge for the series production and uh, you have to develop some signals which are understandable in a small enough maybe or large enough you don't know in the current time and then it will develop to some special symbols or strips or colors maybe why did you decide to use mask like why to uh, put this information on on this crystal face or prototype mask the one point was the crystal mask itself because Eniac has this light feature inbuilt on the series production and another one was to find some combination of other signals not only this this big mask the first idea was to find the position where to show the signals, some signals for the pedestrians because the vehicles becomes to be piloted and uh, most people are looking for a driver to have uh, eye contact with, with the driver if he will stop or continue with driving. So the first one was the last strip on the top uh, of the windshield, but uh, this is too small uh, to be visible from the long distances. And uh, people still were searching for the driver. So we decided to use this big mask 
when we expect and the confirm we have it confirmed that people looks on this mask primary. As mentioned, the rover and car currently communicate via a special smartphone app developed at the Czech Technical University in Prague. How does it work and might it be an option for a similar warning system even for cars not produced by the Volkswagen Group or older models? Michal Sojka from the Czech Institute of Informatics, Robotics and Cybernetics at the Czech Technical University answers those very questions. We will talk about the uh, app uh, in a bit, but uh, let me have a quite probably maybe stupid question. But how difficult was uh, to make the car and the rover communicate to each other? It was difficult for several reasons. Uh, one of them is that there is no standard communication uh, between the infrastructure and, and the car. Uh, so we had to select uh, between different variants. We end up with uh, simple 5G communication because it was it was easily available. But we did some research what's available and uh, what are the benefits or disadvantages of each technology. Uh, this was one side of the communication from the rover to the car. And this, the other side of the communication was from the mobile phone to the car infotainment display. And there, there are also few technologies which are of different maturity, different uh, capabilities. So we also have to try different technologies to come up, come up with something which actually works. Why did you choose the 5G at the end? Because a uh, few years ago, uh, there was a debate like what let's say standard will there be for the communication between car and infrastructure. There were different uh, types of communication. Right now we're basically talking about the mobile data. So, so why is that? Because it's available? Uh, definitely, because it's available and it's easy to use. Uh, from programmer's point of view, it's just like any other mobile application and it simply works. So that's the reason. And also, as a non-technical person, I would say that like, we already have some devices, smartphones, that are already using the 5G infrastructure. So I guess this is also another advantage, let's say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This that people have their mobile phones and uh, can use them. The other advantage is that uh, 5G is capable of much more uh, than like standard mobile networks like 4G, 3G. It can be used also for video transfers and so on. So if there are in the future, if there are like more demanding application with respect to communication bandwidth, 5G would easily accommodate that. And uh, all these things could be integrated to a single, let's say, application or a single platform. But uh, let's get back to the app. You, you mentioned that, that uh, it was kind of byproduct uh, of the project. But again, from the user point of view, for me, it makes sense to have not only the, let's say, built-in app uh, in the infotainment, but also have some kind of gadget or, or device to use it in whatever car I'm driving, because let's face it, <laughs> not everybody will drive the, the newest version of Škoda with the newest version of the software. Maybe I will uh, want to use it in some older car or something like that. So it, it's kind of useful to have also this mobile version. Yeah, uh, d definitely. I myself use it like this uh, with car navigation. Why not to install any other application and just uh, make use of my mobile phone? 
On the other hand, uh, people are lazy and not everybody will want to install applications just to get warned about pedestrian crossing. So uh, if, if this application is built in or the functionality is built into the car, it will definitely be a good thing as well. When do you think we can meet uh, these uh, IPA2X rovers? It was, I don't know, 25 is it's the very optimistic scenario? Mm, yeah, not, not, not before, let's say, during 24. So yeah, it's, this is the most optimistic scenario. So I think not before 25, this is a safe bet. Yes. <laughs> a safe bet, it's okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's reconnect when it's uh, <laughs> deployed on the streets of, yes, of yes, Modena yeah. or, or other Yeah, when, when you see yeah. one of these, yeah, give me a call. Yeah. Okay, I will do. Uh, Andra, thank you very much for the interview. Thank you. That's all from today's Simply Clever podcast. We will follow up in two weeks as we take a close look at the special HMI mask for the Enyaq IV that Škoda developed. So tune in in a fortnight at simplycleverpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. Until then, take care and if you happen to be driving, drive safely. Drive safely.